0: Money FM 89.3. Best of Breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Good morning, folks. Here's what we have coming through from Wall Street. A bit of a mixed picture. The S&P 500 slightly lower by 0.1%, closing at 4,925. The Dow Jones Industrial Average adding 134 points, higher by 0.4% to 38000 467. Guess what? It's a record close yet again. In fact, it's seventh record close this year. The Nasdaq Composite pulled back 0.8% to finish at 15,000 510. Let's check in now with Michelle Schneider. She is the Chief Strategist at Market Gauge Group. Michelle, thanks for joining us on the show today.
1: Honored to be here on your show's birthday.
0: (laughs) Yes, always great to have you on, Michelle. Let's start first with, I suppose, laying the context and the ground of what we are trying to navigate. And it does look like there is a lot of noise, a lot of data, a lot of things happening around the world. And coming through overnight, we've got data and a bit of an improved outlook from IMF. They're looking a bit more confident on the global economy. You've got U.S. confidence numbers also looking quite good, but at the same time, you've got layoffs. So how do markets make sense of what's going on here?
1: Well, there's definitely been a glass half-full, glass half-empty, but let's go to the half-empty because uh, the most breaking news is that Microsoft and Google both reported after the market closed mm-hmm. in the U.S. And even though they beat uh, all around on REVs and EPS, they are actually both down considerably in the after hours. Microsoft right now, uh, which got all the way up to about 410 is now trading below 400 at $399. And uh, Alphabet, or Google, which was also closing near the all-time high, is now down at 14126, or about 8% lower from its closing price. And so unless we see that turnaround by the opening tomorrow, especially ahead of Fed, again, we could see a mixed bag. On one level, I think this spectacular run that we've had in the growth stocks led by a lot of it, Microsoft, but also obviously NVIDIA, uh, and then the, the big earnings we had in Microchip, could mean that it's tired, and with a gap lower, it will affect NASDAQ, and if those have been the stocks as the main reason for the drive up that we've seen in equities, and that could actually really pull the market down as we end the month, which, of course, doesn't necessarily mean that will impact Fed's decision right away. But the market might hear that is, oh, my goodness, things are not necessarily as good as we thought. The earnings weren't as robust as we hoped. And the Fed will have to be more swift in lowering rates. And, of course, that could mean maybe some of the stocks try to get back up there. Um, But it also could mean that it'll goose up some of the more inflation-sensitive instruments like the the long bonds, the gold and the silver.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, Michelle. Even though Microsoft beat expectations, it is still seeing investors selling off. So perhaps a sign of profit-taking. Also, interesting nugget coming through from Alphabet's results. The advertising revenue came in below expectations. Is there a sign of the business sentiment, at least, what they are spending on advertising, being a reflection of what's to come, that we are seeing a more cautious business outlook ahead?
1: Well, there are two areas. There's the advertising spending, and then I'm not necessarily... Don't, not sure if Alphabet has had a series of layoffs, too, but we certainly have seen a lot of announcements of layoffs in some of the big companies. And so I think that could be spooking investors, And also, you know, it's one thing when you beat expectations, uh, but you have to beat by a lot when you're looking at prices as lofty as we were looking at. And it's possible that there's being a little bit of dose of reality here that cloud computing and AI and Google particularly as a search engine with advertising as more competitors come in are not necessarily going to continue the rally at this time and need to have a reset. I think many, many people will be happy about that because it's been hard to buy things in nosebleed territory. Mm. But the question is, but what is going to be the immediate damage to the market? And unless the Fed can do something to really calm and soothe nerves, it's possible that we'll see a couple of days of follow through to the downside, maybe even a 10 percent correction from here.
0: Yeah. So I suppose investors are starting to wonder, is this a good time to get in? The profit taking is happening, perhaps a bit of a correction. Should they start looking at these big tech stocks to get back in?
1: Not yet. I would certainly see where the floor is. I mean, let's take Tesla as a perfect example. We had a horrible uh, post-earnings price action, right? It, It dropped 12%, and even though we saw a little teeny bit of a bounce from the low of the earnings day, it hasn't been able to sustain. And so if you were looking to bottom pick in Tesla, Right now, you would be at risk of being underwater if tomorrow, let's Mm. say, we have another gap down. So when you're trading and you're looking to invest, you have to be somewhat smart. You can't just buy because of a correction. You have to buy because you find some kind of a technical reason that there's support. So it could be a few days of consolidation. It could be a, a big move down followed by a big move up, and now you have a good stop point. Um, You know, that's the kind of thing the people, the retail investors who have actually used following the price action and looking at more technicals have done better than the institutional investors that are going off of the fundamentals. As we can see, the fundamentals don't necessarily have anything to do with the market action.
0: Yeah, so this actually brings to mind what's playing out in the Middle East. It is elevating oil prices. Are you bullish on continuing to trend higher?
1: Well, yes, I'm kind of amazed that we haven't gotten higher than where we are yet, but it is trying to base. It is hard to predict right now if you just look again at the fundamentals of the oil market, the supply and the demand are pretty much even, which is why we're not seeing oil fly. People still say, hey, there's enough oil around to meet the demand. So we know the Middle East, right, that's the that's that, that's the, the ointment. The fly in the ointment uh, in terms of where oil prices can go. So, again, let's look at the chart. Mm-hmm. So far, oil has rallied a couple of times to $80 a barrel if we're looking at WTI. So, to me, I would be looking at a move above $80 a barrel as an indication that things are heating up and possibly could threaten oil supply, especially if we get more involved here in the U.S. with Iran. So, that's kind of how I'm looking at it. I, I, I'm, I would be bullish oil. But I would get very bullish over $80 a barrel.
0: Yeah, talking about fundamentals, uh, where does it leave Bitcoin these days? You've got Bitcoin ETFs coming into the picture. That's supposed to help support prices, but it's actually dropped quite a fair bit right now.
1: Yes, well, we did get bounced a little bit. We went literally from close to 50000 down to about 38000 and now we're at 43000 and this was pretty much typical of what we thought, which is the run ahead of the news of the spot ETF with a sell-off thereafter. And of course, it's interest rate sensitive. So it, too, is going to be listening very carefully to what the Fed says. But in terms of the overall future, we have the halving event coming up in April. Now there's rumors that Ethereum could have a spot ETF as of May. So it's possible that we'll see some of the money flow out of Bitcoin. We could Stabilize somewhere between 36 and 40 Before it starts goes back up And the move will go more into the Ethereum uh, Which also we're keeping an eye on right now So yeah, it's, mm. it's, it's interesting Very interesting, that crypto space Yeah,
0: Michelle, talking about where money is flowing these days You've got your eye on an ETF called Vain V-A-I-N
1: <laughs> That doesn't exist That's only an invention in my <laughs> own mind <laughs> But that's that, I, I think it would be an absolutely wonderful ETF to represent all of the different areas that people, the consumers, if they don't get tapped out might go to this year in terms of vanity, feeling good about themselves. And of course at the headline of all of that is all these diet drugs, right? Yeah, GFP1 yeah. and Ozempic, And so, you know, you think about a trickle effect, right? So if people lose weight, they want to look better, so that means more makeup, more fashion, more skincare, possibly more uh, fillers and things like that, more memberships at the gym, nicer clothes. And so that's where that vein ETF that I put into my head comes from is to really watch uh, a consortium of stocks related to what would make people feel good about themselves and how they would spend their money. Yep,
0: this is the year to feel good, perhaps, and of course maybe we will one day see a vain ETF. All right, Michelle Schneider, <laughs> she's the Chief Strategist at Market Gage Group. Michelle, thank you as always for insights and time. Have a great day here. Thank you so much. All right, stay Money FM eighty-nine point three. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.